Hey, child-free besties. Welcome to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, the number one podcast that focuses on empowering, highlighting, and celebrating African-American women who are child-free, wonderfully made, and living their absolute best child-free life. I am your host and favorite child-free bestie, Dr. Angela L. Harris. Here on the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, we aim to dispel the stereotypes and assumptions that child-free sisters are lonely, unfulfilled, and unhappy without motherhood and children. So join in on the discussions, which will feature intimate one-on-one interviews, the occasional themed and bonus episodes, and my personal journey and experiences of being a child-free content creator and expert. Remember, womanhood is not synonymous with motherhood. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of No Bibs, Burps, Bottles. I'm your host, Dr. Angela L. Harris. I'm the founder and visionary of No Bibs, Burps, Bottles. I go by Angela, I go by Dr. Sarah. I always tell people to keep it clean. So I wanna thank you in advance for listening. I also wanna encourage you before we get started to please follow No Bibs, Burps, Bottles. Now today I have a special guest and I'm so excited. You know, every now and then we like to switch it up here at No Bibs, Burps, Bottles. We do focus on black African-American women, but we also wanna hear from our child-free African-American black males. And so I'm so delighted to have my friend and also a podcaster and he does a lot of other things on here, Dr. Earl Turner. And I'm going to let Dr. Turner um, introduce himself. He has a long bio and all that information, as well as where you can follow him will be in the description box. But Dr. Turner, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, your career, where you live, and an interesting fact? Sure. So as you mentioned, I'm Dr. Earl Turner. I go by Dr. Earl uh, for short. I am licensed as a psychologist um, by training. I'm currently teaching full-time here in Los Angeles, and um, I'm an author. I have a book um, that we may touch on a little bit um, later, uh, focus on mental health among African-Americans. Um, I also have um, done a podcast as well, focus on issues related to, to Black boys and men. Um, and I also do a lot of work with media in terms of talking about around awareness um, for mental health. Um, I think one interesting fact um, about me, I don't know, it, it's sort of, it's interesting in, from my perspective um, is that I'm a very introverted um, person, but given my social media uh, presence, people sometimes don't sort of make that connection. Uh, and the interesting um, thing is that um, when I was in college, I actually um, did some work um, with modeling and acting. Um, and I was in a movie um, as a, a background dancer uh, with Jamie Foxx, um, the, the story of Ray Charles, um, which was, um, a really uh, unique and interesting uh, experience that I had. Yes, and that is an interesting fact. And for all those who are listening and watching this, um, we'll talk about where you can follow Dr. Turner later. But he is a singer and an actor and a dancer. And he does <laughs> and he like does you know interior decorating. He does it all. And I love when you are popping up on you know Instagram and the stories and singing. I haven't seen a song from you lately, so you must be busy because I love when you pop in with your songs, but um, it's just yeah. like to have fun and I appreciate that about you. As your life um, stands today, as an African-American black male, what does it mean for you to be child-free? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely, it's complicated um, because I think like for me, I, as an adult, didn't always want to not have kids, um, but I think that that sort of shifted um, as I've gotten older and um, I don't have kids now and I haven't had a, like I'm not 
pressured to like have kids. I feel like I, I need to do that. Um, as I think a lot of people in society, like there's this expectation around that. And, and it's okay if you want to have kids and if you don't want to have kids. But I think as a society, we oftentimes put a lot of pressure on people to, to have a family and have kids. And so I think for me, um, not having um, kids um, provides an opportunity for me to really um, decide what I want to do with my time. And so I think that it's a lot more, um, it's easier to be able to like work long hours or take breaks and, 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 and travel and spend time with friends um, and do those types of things because I don't have that obligation to like be responsible for a little person. Mm -hmm. um, I think that for, for people that do have kids that sometimes you do have to sort of negotiate, like how do you navigate balancing um, having a child and a family and the time that you give for yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so with that being said, um, you know, if you can share with our audience kind of where you stand. And so there's this, you're child-free now. Do you want children in the future? What are those factors that you're going to consider? Or have you made the choice like, I do not want children? So where are you today with that? Yeah. And so going back to my point about it's sort of complicated in that um, when I was younger and, and all through my like childhood um, and growing up, I, I did want kids. And I, I can recall um, as I was sort of thinking about this podcast um, when I was in high school and, you know, we had the little the memory books in high school. We wrote all these things down that we wanted to like do in our lives. Um, and I remember like writing um, in my memory book about, you know, wanting to have kids to have a family, I wanted to be a medical doctor, all of those dreams and aspirations that I had at the time. And um, as I've gotten into psychology, into my profession, and particularly for me specializing in working with children and families, I think when I hit a postdoc and really um, seeing some of the more uh, difficulties and challenges that come along with parenting and with kids that have, you know, severe behavioral disorders, which is ironically my um, specialization. I think that was like a, a light bulb went off for me. It was like, okay, do I want to have kids given the potential that, you know, they can sort of have some of these challenges that as a, a professional, I am very um, passionate about helping parents get the tools they need to manage those things. But I was also like conflicted about like, do I want that for my own life in terms of, of kids? And so I think that sort of put a somewhat of a pause on me really thinking about um, having kids at that time. And as I've gotten older and now into my, you know, 40s, I think when I started to hit 30, it began for me to like think about, you know, do I want to be an older dad? And so like I made this thing in my mind with like, what I do sometimes, I, I put these expectations on myself that if I don't have a, a child by the time I'm 30, 35, I don't know if I want to do that because I don't want to be an old dad. And I know that sounds sort of strange, but I think for me, it's like, I wanted to be active uh, with a child and be able to do things. And so I, I think I sort of, um, sort of past 35, I was like, you know what? I don't know if, if kids are sort of in my future. So that's sort of where I stand right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And thank you for explaining that. And it's interesting that you say like 30, 35, because I know for women, it's just like, at 30, it's just like, you better be married, you better have two kids, you better have the house. And women feel this pressure, but you just share that you started thinking and reflecting kind of where you are at 30 and 35. So do you believe that uh, men experience the same pressure than women in regards to marriage, children, especially at that 30 mark? Yeah, I mean, I think that, I think it's definitely different 
in terms of the pressure. I think that women experience a lot more pressure um, in terms of, of having kids and a family around that age period that men don't get. I think there's some biological things that obviously play into that. Um, me not being a woman, like I can't speak to that specifically, but I, I know that for men, like we can have kids and there are, are men that have, you know, kids up until their fifties and sixties and even older than that. And so I think that, you know, for women, they don't have that flexibility. So there is a lot more pressure on them um, from, you know, I think family and friends to like make decisions about, okay, you're getting to this sort of age, you know, what, when you're gonna right, have kids. And I think men don't get that. Um, specifically, I think it's more of an individual thing in terms of like for men wanting to, if they desire to have a family and kids, most of the time it is, you know, late 20s, 30s that they start to think about, about that. And that most of them make some decisions that, you know, they're gonna be active in trying to accomplish that particular goal or they are more open to like, if it happens, it happens. And then I think that there are a handful of men like myself um, that sort of have a view about, you know, at a certain age, I don't wanna be older because I can't be as active as I wanna be. And, and this sort of came up, I don't know if I saw something on social media or where, I heard the conversation, but um, you know, having another male sort of speak to that mm -hmm. um, concern in terms of like, you know, not wanting to be older um, and mm -hmm. having a child. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have this background and you help and educate and support parents, right? Have you ever been in a situation where, and I know I've been in a situation where of being a, a assistant dean at a college where people or parents are just like, "Do you have kids?" And I'm like, "No," and it's just like, "Oh, you wouldn't understand," and I'm like. Well, I don't need to have kids to know that your kid is failing and will flunk this college if they don't get it together. So with you helping parents and helping them support their kids, do you get that question? And how have you navigated that? Especially with- Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I think, you know, one of the things that happened, I would say fairly often when I um, really got into the field after I finished my graduate training um, was working with um, parents either around my age because I was in my 30s by the time I started practicing um, and was licensed as a psychologist and so I think there were some uh, parents that I worked with who were around my age that were asking that question um, and then some that were older and asking that question so I think it was a mixture of like you know can you speak to like understanding my experiences but also I think there was some like ageism sort of in that particularly for older parents in terms of like you're you're younger year or at least appear younger they didn't know my age um and you also like do you have kids or not and so i think that oftentimes that's a con that's a concern for parents when it comes to like you know working with a therapist is that do they understand my experience as a um as a clinician and also as a parent and so i think like for me it's always been you know i don't like being upfront and, and transparent with my clients about that and letting them know that it's a it's important for both of us to like work together like you have that expertise in terms of understanding your child and your family but also have this expertise and experience as a clinician and understanding the research and the science around this that I can sort of add so we're working together um it is not just me like adding this um sort of assistance to you because I also have a I'm a parent I think that that shouldn't factor into that decision Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, definitely, definitely. So you talked about kind of, you know, uh, friend groups and, you know, uh, parents that you work with kind of going on along that your friend group. Um, are you the only child free male because they're the assumption that every black man has like at least 5.6 kids somewhere. 
and a couple of baby mamas around the corner. And so when, you know, people maybe encounter someone like you, you know, um, an adult, grown man, no kids, sometimes people can raise an eyebrow because I know people do that for women. So in your friend group, are you the only child-free male? How, how do you interact with um, other brothers that have kids, kids who are brothers who are maybe um, questioning why don't you have kids? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, I think that um, men have very different experiences than women when it comes to this particular topic. And so I think like it's come up. So going back a little bit, um, most of my friends um, are married and have kids and particularly uh, my heterosexual um, friends. And I think it's come up on a, like a, a handful of occasions in terms of like, you know, when am I gonna have kids and get married and have a family, et cetera. Uh, but I think, you know, when I say like, I don't know if that's in the cards of me or I'm, I don't know if I want kids or whatever, um, the conversation tends to like be dropped. And so I think like, particularly I can think back to situations with my fraternity brother in terms of a asking that question. I'm like, you know, I don't know if I want kids right now. Um, and so I think that that conversation ends quickly. Whereas I think for women, that conversation tends to go on and like you get all of these follow-up questions, um, you know, from individuals about sort of why, you know, you should or you should like, you'll be a good mother, all those types of things. I think that it happens a little bit for men, but I don't think it happens as, as frequent. And you're so right, Dr. Turner, because just to hear you share that experience, like it's a little question and then it's dropped, opposed to so many women that I've talked to and have experienced it myself, where there's a question like, you're getting older and why and what's wrong and what's wrong with you, what's wrong with you? I'd imagine you're not getting, what's wrong with you, Earl, because you don't have kids. It seems like it's just a question and you kind of move on from it. How would right. you respond though, if there was a little pressure? I mean, I had not, <laughs> I never thought about that um, question. And it hasn't, it hasn't happened. I mean, I think I, again, like I said, I've gotten the question, but I haven't been like badgered about like, why, what's wrong with you? Like you should, all these other things. Um, I think like for me, it's all, it's about like personal choices and decisions. And so I think as an individual, but also like as a, as a, as a therapist, like letting people know, like your decisions are your decisions. Like, you know, it, it can be difficult sometimes because of these expectations that we have as a society. But I think ultimately it's, it's, it's your decision. And so I think like, you know, a different conversation, but when we talk about like relationships, I think people oftentimes want to like add their two cents in to like what your relationship should be like. No, what do you and your partner want your relationship to be like? So I think it's the same thing for kids. And for me, I would just say, you know, it's my decision. Like I have to live with that. You don't. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And a lot of times that's how I coach and really encourage women to do the same thing. If you want to explain your story, whatever it is, by all means do so. But again, we also need to let people know that they need to stay out of our business, whether it's from a male perspective or the uterus of a female, right? So I, right. I appreciate you kind of sharing that. So let's talk a little bit about family. So you're like, I think I'm okay being child-free. What about your parents and your cousins and then and you know uh, people wanting you to extend the Turner name? So tell me about are your parents wanting to be grandparents? Yeah, I mean I think you know when I so I was so focused on education in school. I think you know all out through my twenties and until I graduated grad school, like it wasn't uh, a topic of conversation. I think when I when I finished my degree, it came up like once or twice in terms of like, when am I gonna have kids? When am I gonna get married, et cetera? And, and, and 
as I've continued in my career like that is not a conversation that comes up often. I'll also say that I am the oldest of three kids. And so I do have nieces and nephews. And so my mom is a grandmother. And so I think that because she has grandkids that are like taking up her time and she's enjoying the time that she's spending with them and making memories that it hasn't been, you know, focused on me in terms of like, okay, now, you know, when is, when is this going to happen? I want grandkids type of thing, uh, particularly since I'm, I'm the oldest um, mm -hmm. of three. And so I think in that situation, you know, now that she does have uh, grandkids, it hasn't been something that has come up and I don't get pressure from other family members about it. Okay. Okay. And so it seems like your story is similar to other um, women that I've talked to and other people that I've talked to where there was this trajectory of career, right? Graduate school, career, getting licensed. And for a lot of times women, we do all of that. And then some of us look up and we're like, Ooh, that biological clock has ticked and it's gone because we've been so focused on career. And so with that being said, you know, did you have a plan? So even though you're saying, I don't want to be an older dad, was there a plan of, I want to, if I have kids, I want to do it in this kind of right way, marriage, kids, house? Yeah. I mean, I think like going back to when I was young, I think when I was in college, like my focus was on school and I was definitely, um, I would say determined. <laughs> my view was that I did not want to have kids until I was married. And so the plan was to like finish school, get married, have kids, you know, the, I don't know, quote unquote, traditional sort of um, route. I don't know if it's traditional anymore because I think people exactly. have and get married at different time points at this sort of current um, reality. But I think that was sort of my initial plan um, in terms of my thinking about it. And as I've like dated over the years, definitely, uh, particularly in my thirties, um, being able to like um, be upfront about the possibility of whether I would want kids or not. And I don't know if that was like a deal breaker for, for that potential partner um, mm -hmm. at the time, but uh, it may have been, and maybe they just didn't sort of voice that concern to me, but I think it is a um, reality that we have to deal with. Again, because I think there's so much pressure, um, you know, put on us from society. So I think it's really important that you are sort of having these types of conversations about being child-free. And so kind of going to the dating, you know, route. And so I know um, for myself and sisters that I've talked to, you know, it could be a hit or miss. You know, some women are very, I don't want to date anyone with kids. Some sisters are just like, you know, I'll date you, but your kids need to be grown out the house with their own family. <laughs> and then some is just like, I don't mind being a stepmom. You know, I don't care if your kid is four. So as you are, you know, out there in the dating world, or I'm going to make the assumption that you're, you know, you mentioned dating, but um, is that, how do you uh, think about that? You know, are you open to being a stepdad, you know, do the kids have to be older? Would you date someone who has a three-year-old? Um, how do you navigate those conversations, especially when uh, being sought after or pursuing a potential partner? Yeah, I, I think this is a this is a tricky question, and I don't know what what the conversation has been like before. But I think like when you talk about like this step parent sort of role, that I think some people get. Uh, pushback when they make statements about like, I don't want to raise anybody else's child sort of thing. And again, I think that that's their decision. And so I think like for me, um, I've definitely been in the, I don't know, the, the view of like, if I'm going to date somebody, I would prefer if they didn't have kids. Um, 
I think that if they, and, and for me, the reason why in terms of if they had kids and I was dating them is that I just think it gets tricky. Like then I have to figure out and we have to negotiate, like what is the relationship with that child's, you know, dad, um, you know, do they get along with each other? Is it like, are they gonna be confrontational with me? And I just don't have the mental energy um, to deal with that. And so I think that's sort of what factored into my decision about that. Um, I think as I've gotten older, the other piece of it is that 50% chance that if I do marry and, and, and um, you know, decide to, to do that, that that person may have kids already at this, you know, potential age, if I'm dating someone that's, you know, similar in age. And so I think that's a reality that I have to sort of accept. And then, you know, when the time comes, have to sort of negotiate, like, how old is this child? Am I comfortable? I think that, you know, for me being someone that does work with kids, like I love kids. It's not anything that I don't like kids. Um, and that, so that is not the reason why um, I haven't decided to have kids. Um, I do love kids and I love spending time with my nieces and nephews mm -hmm. um, and other, you know, younger cousins that have kids, their kids. Um, but I think that if I had to date someone that had kids, I would, prefer not to but it would definitely have to be like we have to have a conversation about like what is the relationship like with that with the child's parent are they going to be also okay you know with me stepping into that sort of parental role because I think that's also another sticky point like some people yeah. feel like you're not going to you know raise my kid or, or discipline my kid and I think that that's tricky because if that child is primarily in the home with me and 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 my partner and we're raising that child like I have a say in raising that child and I, again it it gets tricky. Yes, it does. It does. It does. And your your answer and, and your transparency transparency is similar to other stories in regards to like everyone has kind of what their deal breakers are. And some people come out right and say like, you have kids. Sorry, that's not where I'm at. And then some people are open to uh, dating people with kids or older or younger. So I appreciate you sharing that. Hey, I'm stopping my own YouTube video and podcast episode to let you know about NoBibsBurpsBottles.com. That's right. Stop and visit our website today. We have a bunch of awesome child-free pride merchandise made especially for you. Visit NoBibsBurpsBottles.com today. Peace. What are some of the assumptions or stereotypes that you've heard of, or that you can make up now, about child-free <laughs> men? Because child-free women, it's like we're an old maid, or something's wrong with your insides, and you know you must be crazy, and every you know. So, what are some of the stereotypes, or what's said about child-free men? You know, again, I think like women have a different experience. I don't recall like getting any of those negative statements. Uh, at least personally, about my decision to not have kids. And I can't recall of, of the men that I know that, that get those types of remarks in terms of their decisions about not having kids. I think it is the, um, I, th I think as a society, like we're, we're so much, um, we're so less likely to like pressure men about having kids that when they make those decisions, it's like, okay, it's not a big deal um, if you don't have kids. Um, and so I think that sort of has been my experience. I think there's the expectation, again, like you sort of mentioned earlier that at a certain age that you should have kids. And so I think that comes up. Um, or sometimes I think for men that don't have kids, like, okay, are you gay? Like that sometimes comes up. But we know like gay men also want kids. So I don't, I don't understand like why that even comes up, you know, sometimes when it does for people. 
Uh, but I think that's probably the only thing that I've heard in terms of, you know, when men don't have kids um, is they start to question or people start to question, you know, their sexuality um, in that situation. But for me, like I haven't gotten any, like if I tell people that I don't have kids, like it's, it's like, it's a non-issue. Mm -hmm. And I've heard those, you know, when I've asked this question or, you know, if it's on Instagram or social media, you know, those assumptions, you know, whether it's the sexuality or whether you, you're just a player, you're out there just trying to smash mm -hmm. everything, you know, so that's why you don't have kids now. And also, I think it might not be a big issue because like you said, men, if everything is right, you, you can have, you can have a child that you know, uh, 60, you know, obviously with maybe someone younger, you know, and you don't have to think about those fertility issues. So, so this space is uh, no bibs, burps, bottles, where we celebrate African-American black child-free women. And, I, and I'm so delighted to have you on. There's something that I share that says people will see that I'm a brown girl. People will see that you are a brown face man before they know either one of us are child-free. So when I say that to you, what are some reactions? And more specifically, I'm trying to get to that cultural, that cultural piece. So just what what comes up for you, thoughts or reactions when I say that? Um, I think there's for me, like there's the assumption that I do have kids. I think that that always comes up. I think, you know, Father's Day comes around and it's like, oh, happy Father's Day. Well, I don't have kids, but thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that 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 happens again like going back to the point that you made earlier like once you get a certain age I think like it, particularly in your 30s um that there's this assumption that as an adult male uh particularly as a, as a and I'll speak in the context of black men um that you have kids um and so I think that's something that I navigate often even for you know again in clinical situations when I'm when I'm doing therapy that assumption comes up, you know, quite often, or mm -hmm. or the marriage question. Um, so I think those are like some assumptions that people just sort of have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And because of your background in mental health and being a licensed psychologist, I'm curious to also know um, if a woman was to present with with certain in issues in regards to just being ambivalent about having a child. So maybe she wants to be child free, but she's getting pressure from her partner, or you know, the parents want grandkids. Um, can you share a little bit about how just, you know, generally how you would work with someone who may be struggling, male or female, who's like, I want to be child free, but maybe I should have a baby to appease everyone else? How would you work with them? Yeah, I mean, I think like going back to the point that I brought up earlier is like, what is important to you? Like, what do you want? And so I think really having that discussion with that individual or with that couple to say, you know, what are the reasons why you want to have kids? Like, what is that adding to your life? And if you don't want kids, like, what are the reasons for that? Can you express to your partner about how do you value your time and what you want to do or what you want to do together um, as a couple that can be impacted by bringing a child uh, into the world? And so I think that, you know, for me, I am a very um, practical, realistic person outside of sort of my professional role. And so I think like for people really sitting with those decisions that you make and like what is going to bring you joy and happiness. Mm -hmm. And if it's the, the, the piece that for that person that wants to be child free, like that brings you joy and happiness, then you have to own that. And the person that you that you are that you're dating uh, or in a relationship with that wants to get married or is married um, is struggling with that, then that may be the decision that you both have to make about, you know, moving forward apart because you mm -hmm. both like different things bring you both joy 
And if, if, if for the other person that wants to have kids, that is going to bring them joy, then that's going to impact that joy for that person. And so I think having that tough conversation that sometimes you have to have, uh, particularly for me as a, as a therapist that's working with couples. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that, you're dropping such good nuggets here. So, and I just love the seeing the other side because I think there's healthy conversations that can be had around you know child-free men and child-free women and just you demonstrating today just your experiences and how they're so vastly different um, from mine but also being in the position that being a therapist and you know possibly having to deal with it if you have not already and so in regards to this concept of child-free right you know I didn't know anything about child-free when I knew I didn't want kids, but I kind of came into my own and I feel comfortable in the space now. But there are a lot of women um, who are just like, what, you know, okay, I don't have any kids, what's the big deal? So when I say child-free, this child-free lifestyle, this child-free empowerment, did was that something that you knew you were doing or was it just not even on the radar, this whole child-free thing? I, yeah, I don't think it was on the radar. I didn't even know that it was as big as it is. And, um, I think not until I came across your podcast and I've seen, you know, other things on social media, you know, recently about it. I didn't know that there were so many people that were talking about this conversation about being child free. I just knew that there was pressure, you know, from society. I think like for me as a um, psychologist by training, like I know that society has a lot of expectations about how we live our lives. And I think for me as an individual, I've always um been like outside of that box or wanting to like not be placed in that box rather um, because I feel like I don't want to be pressured by other people's expectations and so I think that that can be really difficult for for people and so I really love the idea that you're celebrating people making a decision that they don't want to have kids they're not going to be pressured by society to have kids and they're going to do what brings them joy and happiness and that may include you know not having having a child even if they want to be married and Here's a kind of a, a off the grid question. So I was talking to a couple um, and they were, they're not having children and the male was talking about, you know, having a vasectomy. And recently, at Guilty Pleasure, you know, I watched uh, Love and Hip Hop and there was an mm. exchange between young Jock and his fiance, I think it's his wife now, where she was just like, I'm not having kids, I'm not having kids, you need to get a vasectomy. And he's just like, that's taking away my manhood. And she's like, dude, you already have like a lot of kids by different women. <laughs> But he really was honed in on this, this has taken away my manhood. And so in regards to, why is that so important? Because in regards to there's, in order to decrease, you know, people having kids and not wanting them or having regrets if they have a termination, it's easier for a man to take care of that opposed to the pressures of a woman having to have like full surgery hysterectomy. So as a psychologist or maybe even personally, can you talk about like why that is so uh, big for men and even specifically black men, like, ooh, vasectomy. And I'm no longer a man if that happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I am not an expert. I'm not a medical <laughs> doctor, so I can speak to. Um, Just your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> around that. Um, I personally have not uh, had a vasectomy. I do know of, of someone who has um, had a vasectomy and, 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 and that was after he had um, kids, but he didn't want more kids. And so I think again, like the, going back to your point, I think like there's some, there's some biological things I think that are tied 
to that. And so like, as a male, like this is what your body does. And so I think that for men that we, we, um, we don't want to change things about our body that is just natural. So I think like a whole different conversation, but when we talk about like health and fitness, I think Will Smith, this whole thing about um, sort of body image concerns in men, I think that as men get older, like it, there's a lot of acceptability around like men just like, hey, gaining weight and like accepting their body the way that it is. Um, and, and women get a lot more pressure, I think, when it, when it comes to like body image things. And so I think when it comes to like the whole vasect vasectomy um, type of conversation and like manhood and masculinity, that is like, oh, this is who I am. Like, this is what I do. I, I may sort of take steps to like not have kids, which may include some types of contra contraception. Uh, but that part of like like getting the vasectomy is like uh, uh, like it's not going to happen type of issue. Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of, uh, and I think there may be some like concerns about like what happens when you do get a vasectomy in terms of like hormones and testosterone. And mm -hmm. again, I'm not an expert, so I can't speak to that. But I think that for some men, there may be some concerns about like what is that going to do to my body if I do get a vasectomy. Definitely, definitely. Thank you for sharing that and sharing your opinion on that. And so I know um, I've asked this question regarding representation of the just child-free women, child-free men. And do you see a representation of child-free men, you know, whether that's print, radio, you know, I think marketing, you know, there's this pushing out of family um, and kids that you see on commercials mm -hmm. and TV shows. So what comes to mind um, as, as far as representation of yourself, what comes to mind? I mean, I don't... It's rare, I'll say that, uh, that you see those depictions of, of men who are, are child-free, unless it is like a situation that you mentioned before where they are portrayed as being like the player, the womanizer type thing, and they're not interested in settling down. And so I think that there's a disconnect between, and not just for men, but I think a disconnect in society where um, if you don't wanna have kids, and that means that you don't want a family and, and like a partner, um, and being able to sort of settle down. And I think that that's not the case for a lot of people that make decisions to be child-free is that they do want to have a partner, have a relationship. It's the other piece in terms of like birthing a child or having a child um, that they make decisions about. And so I think that those are the pieces in terms of like what I see um, in terms of that. And just sort of my own uh, recollection of when I see things on TV um, or even in you know print types of ads, that that's sort of what 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 comes up for me. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. again, there's this, you know, I don't want to say marketing ploy, but again, you know, we're based on family, right? It's the structure really of man, woman, kids. And we all know that they're different. Um, families look very different, right? Um, and family yeah. does not necessarily mean birthing or having a child. So um, thank you for sharing yeah. that. Um, and I think just to add to that too, I think, you know, for me as a a child psychologist that mm -hmm. I, I definitely see like sometimes when it comes to like um, media interviews and requests is that if you're a single male that there are certain types of stories that they may want to like interview you about. I think I've been very successful in terms of the work that I've done with the media, but I do take note of, of, of certain types of topics and even some of my colleagues that are married and have kids um, that are doing this type of work, that there are some differences that sort of show up in terms of that piece too. 
Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so here's another question for you, Dr. Turner. So a lot of times, you know, for some women, this space is, you know, more so child-free by choice. But again, the child-free community is so large where you also have um, couples and people who desire children, but they're for, um, infertility or fertility issues. And so, and there's always the assumption that it's the woman where we also know that mm -hmm. men can have fertility issues. So generally speaking, you know, um, your thoughts about being child-free, and you know, men considering adoption, foster care, especially if they have those issues, um, but want children. So, just your thoughts about that? About that? Yeah, I, I think for me, again, not from personal experiences, but from things that I've sort of seen um, either th through television or, or, or in media, is that um, for men, if they do want to have kids, but there may be some fertility issues with them, you know, being able to, um, to, to make that, make that happen, that then that is sort of going back to sort of these manhood issues, like I'm not sort of man enough or, or being concerned about that, um, as opposed to being open to the idea, um, of adoption, for example, I think that for men, if they can't have a child that has their own DNA, um, mm -hmm. that that, um, can be really tough for a lot of them in terms of being open um, to having a kid. And so they, that may sort of lead them into deciding, you know, because of that issue that they want to be child-free because they can't produce a child uh, of their own. And so I think those are some of the things that sort of come up uh, for me mm -hmm. in terms of my understanding of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you confident in being child-free? Do you think if you met the right person, the right situation, the stars align, that someone could say, you know, we are meant to be, let's have little turners, you know, like, where are you? Because sometimes, and I tell people this all the time, that you can be proudly child-free today, but then also change your mind, you know? So I don't tell people never have kids, but I, I just say embrace where you are today. Yeah, I think, again, like, this is something that I was sort of reflecting on as, as you sort of uh, invited me to be on the podcast, was that, well, what if I do this interview and then <laughs> something changes down the road and, like, okay, were you on this podcast a couple years ago, you're, you're sort of living in, in the moment and, and not wanting to have kids, and now you have a kid or whatever, you know, sort of happens. So I think, like, for me, um, obviously, like, I can't predict the future and sort of what would happen um, in terms of that. I sort of spent some time earlier you're talking about, for me, like, the age and being an older dad is something that definitely has been something on my mind since since my 30s. Um, and so I think like for me, that would definitely require me to like do some self-reflection. Um, if I met someone that wanted to have kids to be like, okay, do I wanna now decide at my, you know, 50s or whatever to like to have a kid? I mean, I stay up from time in my 40s, but if something changes that I would have to definitely do some really, some thinking. Um, about that. Because again, like, I think there's a lot of things that would have to factor into me considering bringing a child into this world. And, you know, can I do the things that I would really want to do uh, with that child? Um, and then I think that the other piece that I've definitely thought about before is that if I met someone who, let's say, she was really wanting to have kids and like I was really in love, I think that there's a possibility that my decision could change. Um, and I sort of brought up the, the decision before that. And I was dating someone years ago and sort of became like, I think in my mind at that time, I was like, I don't want to have kids. But this person was really like, okay, they were really very vocal about, you know, wanting to like have their legacy, you know, so to speak at, at some point. And I just wasn't there. But I mm -hmm. think like over the time of us like dating, I started to like 
mm, would I consider like at some point to to maybe do that? Um, that relationship didn't sort of you know go anywhere, but I think like that's a decision for, I think for many people that if you really fall in love with somebody, like you may change your mind. Exactly. Um, and so I think like for me, like there's a possibility, but at this point, I'm, it's not something that I, I'm feeling pressured about and I'm not going to like beat myself up because I'm a, a male in my 40s. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. have a child. Yeah. And if you happen, happen to have little turners uh, in, in the next few years, um, you are child free in this space and time. And that's okay because people do change their mind, <laughs> relationships and love. You know, it does something to you. So it, it's okay where we are now and it will be okay where you are in the future. So, but speaking about legacy, Dr. Turner. Um, so, you know, again, the narrative of society, you get married, you have kids, you have a dog, picket fence, life goes on. You leave your worldly possessions and all your money and everything that you have to your kids. That's kind of how it's set up. You and I are child free. And if we remain, well, I'll remain child free, but if you remain child free, like what, what is Dr. Turner's legacy going to look like? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely thought about that question. Um, and so I think like for me, having nieces and nephews is something that I have actively thought about and really um, the plan, if I remain child free, again, only God knows what will happen in regards mm -hmm. to that. Um, but if I do, I think like that would be my legacy. So I think really fostering my relationships with them, really thinking about like if even going to the point of like thinking about like getting stocks in their names and things like that. Like I've thought about those types of things. And so I think for me, that's sort of my my vision um, in terms of what my legacy will be in terms of the, the things that I instill um, mm -hmm. in them as kids and what I, I may have, you know, sort of to leave behind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanna go back to this cause um, it's, it's funny in a sense where I know for, for myself and other people that I've talked to, it's just like, I don't want to be an older parent, you know, like your back is hurting, you, you want to sleep in, but what is it for you, like being an older dad? Like what, what stands out about that for you when you're like, I really don't want to be an older dad? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat active now um, as an adult in terms of like being out running, for example, and, and doing things like that. And so I think for me, the type of dad that I would have liked to be um, or would like to be, you know, if, if something happened in the next year or two before yeah, I got I older. It. I don't see that happening right now, but anyway. Um, so <laughs> I think like me wanting to like go outside and like play with them and run with them and, you know, do some, maybe some sports activities or teach them some things and have them to like, at least try things out to see if they like it. You know, those would be the things that I'd like to do. And I think Part of that for me, you know, would, would be, I think for us as adults and for those that have um, kids, that we look back on our childhood or the things that we liked and didn't like and what would we like to sort of give to a potential child or or don't want to give to a child given, you know, potential experiences that we've had. And that doesn't always sort of factor into people's decisions to not have kids. But I think like for me, um, I didn't really do a lot of stuff like that with mm -hmm. my parents when I was growing up. Uh, and they like were very supportive of me of anything that I wanted to do, but I think like I was a I was a very sedentary I, I'll say child in terms of like being inside and like playing video games and I was also like an only child for like a very long time before I had siblings, um, and so I think for me it's a, about like I would really love to like go outside, play basketball, throw footballs. If it's a girl, do some 
jump ropes. Even girls maybe do some basketball. So <laughs> I think like, I would like to do those types of activities, you know, with, with kids. And so that for me was why I didn't uh, want to be like an older dad. And that's important because you and I both know that there are older individuals who are having children. You know, everyone wants to throw out Janet Jackson and all these other people who mm. are 50 and 55 having kids. And I'm thinking, well, I don't have Janet Jackson money and neither do you. So <laughs> keep it close. Any regrets, anything that you would do differently um, today? I think if, if I don't regret it, I think like <laughs> things have worked out the way that they should work out. I think I put the only thing I would potentially have done differently was that maybe dated more in my 20s. I think like for me, it's just like I was so focused on school like that. I was very tunnel vision. And so I think that for me, that may have been the thing that I, I you know, would have done differently. And, and who knows how that would have shaped my life mm -hmm. um, at this point. But I don't have any regrets about that. Because mm -hmm. you are where you are today. So that's good. That's good. Well, Dr. Earl Turner, I have appreciated, appreciate you sharing your child-free journey with us. So I want to give you the opportunity to share with our audience, no libs, verbs, bottles, the great things that you are doing. I know already how awesome you are, but please let our audience know um, just about your podcast, um, just you know your work um, as a psychologist, um, and anything else that you would like to plug in, please make sure you share your social media as well. Yeah, absolutely. So again, thank you for having me on to, to talk about this topic. And I learned some things in, in terms of even like having this discussion about sort of being child free and also about myself and my, my views on being child free. Um, but if there are therapists or clinicians that are listening, um, as I mentioned at the very beginning, um, I'm an author. Um, I wrote a book a couple, 2019, I think the book was released. Mental Health Among African-Americans, Innovations in Research and Practice, which is the book that you see here. Um, and so it really is a, a, a guide that is helpful for clinicians in terms of understanding cultural responsive practices, understanding the importance of culture with working with Black uh, African-American clients, and really just sort of challenging us as a field to really think about sort of what, how do we integrate culture um, into treatment? And so I've done some workshops around that topic and, and presentations to organizations around that. Uh, and really talking about sort of racism and racial trauma and sort of how does that impact mental health? And obviously, um, you know, in the current context of, of, of society, like we're dealing with a, a lot of things in terms of our mental health. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's talked about in that book. And I've, I've published some other things um, as well around sort of mental health and discrimination and racism. So uh, if you're a clinician or therapist or a student, um, you can check out my website, um, Dr. Erlanger Turner. Dot com. That's D R E R L A N G E R T R N E R. Um, and you can find more about my research and my work um, there. Um, I have gear, which I'm wearing here, Black Educator and Mental. Which I have. Well. One. I need to take a picture with my with your yes. shirt on for you. <laughs> I appreciate you for supporting um, the movement. And so for me, it's about bringing awareness around uh, mental health in the Black community. And so I have um, shirts and hoodies and mugs. And so you can find. Um, those on my website um, as well. Um, and you can connect with me on social media um, at Dr. Earl Turner. Um, I'm Dr. Earl Turner on all platforms. Um, you can learn more about mental health awareness and about my work and um, different types of events that I do, um, either hosting Instagram Lives or Facebook Lives um, around a number of different topics um, as well. Can so you share a little bit about your podcast and some of the guests that you've had on as well? Sure. So um, the podcast is The Breakdown with Dr. Earl. You can 
Um, again, find out about that uh, on my website or on social media. Um, really talked about a variety of topics. You've had the, I've had the pleasure of having you um, on this show to talk about self-care and religious practices. And so we've talked about a variety of topics on, on the show. The podcast primarily focuses on issues related to boys and men, but um, I've had um, female guests on the show. We've talked about but a broad issues that impact, um, you know, mental health in the black community. Um, I've had Dr. Alfred Breedland Noble to talk about, you know, her work on there. I've had um, Dr. Um, Jonathan Lasseter to talk about sort of LGBT um, concerns with, with black boys and men and, and connecting that to intersectionality and, and spirituality and how does that impact um, black LGBT um, community. Um, I've also talked about, you know, imposter syndrome and um, anxiety and depression. And so it's a whole host of type topics um, that I discussed on the podcast. I love it. I love it. Well, for everyone who's listening, if you didn't catch all of that, all of that will be in the description box of the podcast, as well as Dr. Turner's bio and where you can follow him. So again, I want to thank my friend and Dr. Earl Turner for just sharing your perspective, um, which is very unique because I do think they're vastly different and their similarities as well. Um, but thank you for joining us today. I want to encourage you guys to continue to follow our podcast. Um, no Biz Burks Bottles. Again, please follow us on Instagram where we engage a little bit more. No Bibs Burks Bottles, as well as our YouTube channel, No Bibs Burks Bottles, and all of that will be in the description box. And so until we meet again, I always share this with you. Womanhood is not synonymous with motherhood. And because we have Dr. Tur Turner here, manhood is not synonymous with fatherhood. Until we meet again, thank you so much. Peace. You have been listening to the No Bibs Burps Bottles podcast, a podcast dedicated to the empowerment of African-American Black child-free women. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. And don't forget to share this podcast with another child-free bestie. Stay tuned for the next episode. And until then, keep living your best child-free life.